a technical recession is defined as two successive quarters of negative growth in an economy. And this is what South Africa has experienced with a, with a, a minus 2.6 negative growth in the first quarter of this year, and then subsequently uh, a minus 0.7% negative growth in the second quarter. So this really constitutes what is called a technical recession. But it probably merely confirms what many people have been feeling about our economy in, in recent months. And it means also that our forecasts for, for our growth in the year as a whole will need to be revised now. And it's likely that our growth in this year will now be less than 1%, much less than some of the previous forecasts. And as we know, this is simply not good enough for South Africa's developmental needs. Mm-hmm. How did we get here, Professor, or was it coming? Well, Elvis, it's a complicated story. Unlike the previous recession of 2008 and 2009, this recession is the cumulative impact of what has gone wrong in South Africa, both politically and economically, over the past 10 years or so. And I'm not going to go into those factors. We know what they are, and they are being discussed every day. So this is not an ordinary business cycle. We need to understand it's a combination of political and economic factors that have pushed South Africa into a recession and into what I call a low-growth trap. But as this situation is largely self-induced, it's within our power to resolve it and to do better. If we have it in our power, do we have the necessary mechanisms? Or or what exactly would it take for us to get out of this particular recession? Well, I think the first first port of call has got to be that this is a wake-up call. Uh, It's not an economic death sentence. It's, It's turning the heat on all of us to say, whether you're the government, whether you're in business, or whether you're in labor, we need to understand there are tough choices to be made. There is leadership to be shown and that things have to be done very differently from now on if we want to turn our economy, you know, around. I like to talk about what I call the three R's, recession, recovery, and reform. That's what we've got to drive now if we want to turn this economy around. So talking about reform, is it only government's responsibility to do that, to do that and, and to lift us out of this recession, or is it perhaps a collective effort by all of us? Well, I think in the first place, there is a very important role for the government uh, uh, because it sets a number of policies. But it's also a collective effort because not the government, nor business, nor labor can do it on their own. But although all the stakeholders have got an equal responsibility, I think one can say that the government is more equal than the others. And it has got to create an environment of certainty and consistency in its policy framework. And if we want to break out of this, you know, this really deep negative spell, we need to establish a policy environment of more certainty and, and, and more consistency, whether it's land reform or the mining charter or the visa requirements for tourism. All these issues add up to a negative environment that needs to be turned around sooner rather than later. Does this bad spell and this technical recession now, Professor, put us in the firing line for a further downgrade? Well, Elvis, I think that the red lights are flashing here. And in fact, we know that, that Moody's have already said that the latest growth figures and their implications 
are what they call a credit negative. So I think that the credit rating agencies will be very critically monitoring these issues over the next few months, whether it's land reform or the mini-budget, which is going to come next month. Uh, these are all important considerations. So I think that the risk of a higher investment you know, down, at least of a lower investment downgrade, is now higher, and it will depend on, on what decisions and what leadership we show over the next few months as to how serious that outcome will be. Your second R is recovery. How does our economic future and our possible recovery then looks like, and can we really recover? Of course we can, but that, that requires the right decisions, the right choices, and a degree of collaboration between all the key stakeholders. There is an investment summit, which is coming also within a month or so, where there needs to be frank talking among all those concerned as to what, is, what needs to be put right and how can we form what I call a growth, a growth coalition among the stakeholders to move us forward. Then there's also our national development plan, which needs to be revised and updated quite soon. And we need to use that as a platform around which we can, we can all, in fact, congregate and try and inject more certainty as to what is the road ahead. And then the government has also promised a stimulus plan, which we are waiting to you know, hear about. And it's going to be a parliamentary debate next week on the economy. We've got to use these opportunities to create a more positive environment and more certainty about where we're going to go from now on with the South African economy. And then finally, Professor, there are those that are suggesting that romophoria is fizzling out. Do you think that that is really the case? Well, Elvis, let me put it this way. I would prefer now to look forward, not on the basis of particular personalities, although that's quite important, but on the basis of the right policies. That's, that's the message we now want. We want a message to go out to the world and, and, and to the key stakeholders, including the investors, uh, in South Africa and abroad, that we are going to conquer the three R's of, you know, recession, recovery, and reform. And above all, we're going to do it in such a way as to rebuild investor and consumer confidence as a basis on which to turn this economy around.